Here we go. Well, it's another week on Sunday. Another another week in the NFL ready to go for another Sunday. It's Veterans Day weekend. Yes, there is no Eagles game to predict. They're on their break today, this week. But we don't take a buys. We, we, play, we play and predict every game to the Super Bowl. So, you know, like I said, here we go. Let's go through our unanimous choices. There are three. We'll start off with Baltimore beating Cincinnati. You know, no, no, no doubt Cincinnati's a team coming off of a bye. They were supposed to get A.J. Green back, but he's not ready to play. I don't know if he's going to play anytime this season. He knows he's on a team that's not going anywhere and the only winless team left in the football. So Baltimore easily a unanimous choice there. Indianapolis is playing Miami today without Jacoby Brissett. Unfortunately, the knee injury is a little more... It's, it's, it's being precautious, but obviously he tried to practice this week and it just wasn't... We just, he just never felt comfortable. So, But we're still, we still have Indianapolis at least by 10 beaten Miami. Even though it's Brian Hoyer getting the start, his first start in two years... There's still enough talent on this team to, to beat the Dolphins, we hope. You know? Yeah, yeah they should win that easy, even with even, though, even without Brissett or T.Y. Hill. Yeah. And our third... Yeah. And, and, and our third and final one, it's a, it's, it's a big matchup, actually, in the South. And obviously, they're coming off of a bye, Atlanta. But... Both teams are coming off of buys, actually, but see, but New or- but Atlanta has no momentum, and New Orleans has all the momentum. This should this should be in, you know, Matt Ryan is coming back from his ankle injury, but I don't think that it's going to be good enough. I think the Saints should easily beat the Falcons by at least about by about fifteen points. Yeah. So those are our three unanimous choices. So we will start this this week ten. Look around in Tampa Bay. Obviously, these are two teams that are still not where they need to be. Arizona is actually improving. They're an improving football team. They played a decent game last week against San Francisco, a game that I couldn't finish because the power went out because of bad storms and the tornado that hit my area nearly hit my area. But but Arizona played pretty respectable against 49ers. Tampa Bay nearly upset Seattle, but lost in overtime. Like I said, a big matchup here of two first-round, first, you know, leadoffs in their drafts. So go ahead. All right, well, um, you know, we mentioned last week when we were talking that there were two teams that really got screwed with their schedule this year. One of them was Oakland. The other one is Tampa. Um, the Bucks haven't played in Tampa since week three. Their only technical home game that they've had since then is that is a London game. So, um, so yeah, they've been, pretty, they've been on the road for a long time, so this is the first game back in Tampa. Um, the good news for, well, just for us down here in general, is that towards the end of the week, this last week, the heat finally broke, and uh, it ends nice out now. Um, you know, it looks like a, looks like the cooler weather is here to stay for this season. So, you know, it's not so hot outside, which is good for us. Um, but yeah, you look at this game. The big, the big story is Bruce Arians going up against his former team and really half that coaching staff going up against their former team. Um, now, like you said, Arizona, they had a nice game last week somewhat. Uh, you know, they, they sort of they hung in there, um, kept the game pretty close. But and, and David Johnson is back too, so look for him and Kenyon Drake to sort of split the touches this week. Um, but the problem with Arizona is it's the same problem that Tampa Bay has. Neither team has any defense whatsoever. Um, Arizona is at, is allowing 407 yards per game, which is 30th in the league. Um, Tampa Bay, they're 
they're off, their offense is putting up points. They're averaging 29 points per game, but they're allowing 31.5 points per. So their defense has been horrible. They do have the number one run defense in the NFL, Tampa, but they're getting crushed in the passing game where they allow 293 yards per game. So you look for Arizona to really come out passing the ball even probably even more than they already do. Um, but yeah, in this game, this is like, again two two horrible defenses and two offenses that are capable of putting up points. So you know we're going to look for a shootout here. Um, but in the end, I think this is a game where Bruce Arians is going to out coach by Kingsbury, and that's going to be the main difference in this game. I think um, I think Winston has a big game to Mike Evans. And um, he hasn't turned the ball over too much. And, um, again, the difference in this game is coaching, I feel. And Tampa Bay is going to pull out the victory here. So, yeah, Tampa wins final score of 37-33. Well, speaking of the weather, obviously we're now into November. And that's when the season's really changed dramatically. And up here the last couple of days have been very, very cold. It's been barely 40 degrees the last two days. It's warmer today, but but later in the week on Tuesday or Wednesday, it's only going to be in the mid-30s here. So, like I said, everybody's starting to feel the chill out here. And obviously here on the East Coast, and you're on the East Coast as well, living out there, down there, you know, that 60 degrees feels a lot be- more, it feels, like, it feels like winter down there at this time of the year, you know? So... <laughs> I mean, 60s up here will feel nice, but 60s down there is jacket weather, so, yeah. But on to this game. Like I said, these are two teams that are early similar. Obviously, Bruce Arians playing his old old team. But like I said, I mean, it's going to be interesting, but to me, it's about it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. Kyler Murray is a quarterback that's improving every week. He's getting better. His accuracy is getting better. Obviously, Jameis Winston, you know, he's trying, he's trying, and and he's buying into Bruce Arians' system. But the problem is, he's still very turnover-prone. And in a game where, it, you know, I see your score, you said your score, so you're, you're, you're expecting shootout. I could see that as well. But I'm going to trust the, the rookie over the, over the supposed veteran. You know, obviously, Tampa Bay playing at home for the first time since... since since September twenty something, you know it's going to be interesting. But I, but I'm going to go with Arizona here. I think that they're, they're they they just show more. Show, they're going to show me more than than Tampa Bay. And yeah, I got Arizona winning and the foul score thirty two to twenty seven. All right, now we go to the Stinker Bowl. <clears throat> the Battle of New York. Obviously, this was this looks like a sexy matchup, but both teams were actually very good. They're not. They have a combined record. They have a combined record of three and fourteen. Ugh, ugh. But two quarterbacks that hope to be a part of their future go at it today. Two quarterbacks that hope to be a part of their turnaround down the road will go at it today. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this terrible matchup. Um, so, yeah, both teams are bad. Um, it looks like Le'Veon Bell is going to be playing for the Jets, but the Jets are a team with a horrible offensive line, um, horrible defense. Giants, again, they're they're a bad team too, bad defense. But you know, they they have even without Evan Ingram. And even without um, um, Sterling Shepard, the Giants still have Golden Tate, who's playing really well, and they have even more so Saquon Barkley. And um, I, I think I think this I think uh, I think the Giants are going to end up winning this game. It's going to it's not going to be a uh, it'll be a, it'll be a higher scoring game. I think both teams have such bad offensive or bad defenses, but. Um, yeah, I think the Giants' offensive line is good enough to protect um, um, Daniel Jones. Where um, 
Sam Darnold's going to be under a lot of pressure if I turn the ball over more. So, Giants win. Final score, 31-27. What was it, 31-27? Yeah. Yeah, the you know, like I said, this would be a beautiful matchup if both teams were in the playoff mix. Neither are. They've been both disappointing this year. I mean, Sam Darnold... You know, live expectations from him this year. He had only one very good game. He's missed most of the. He's missed a lot of games due to a to an illness that he should have that he could have avoided. Obviously, Daniel Jones took over for Eli Week Three. He won his first two games right off the bat, but unfortunately, the Giants are just not a very deep team at all on any side of the ball. They only have one big weapon, and that's. Saquon Barkley, and even he, for his standards, is not playing up to what we're we're used to seeing him play. Obviously, this is not a good football matchup, and you know there, neither team is going anywhere. So, basically, when it look when you look at it, when you look at it, it's going to come down to you know down to the last you know who doesn't turn the football over more more likely, because it's obvious that both that both quarterback do turn the football over at a pretty decent rate but I'm going to go with the G-men here because right now right now the you know the Jets just don't have anything going for them offensively at all they're just going nowhere you know they're both they're both struggling you know so I, I have the Giants winning and the final score 24 to 14 All right, now we're going to go to a matchup that we obviously had a we probably would have a smarter prediction on, but unfortunately, over, over the last in the last twenty four hours, things have changed drastically in this matchup. Matthew Stafford is not going to be in the lineup for the Lions potentially for the next month. He reportedly has some bone fractures in his back, and he won't be able to play today or for the next several weeks. Chicago obviously is struggling. They've lost their last four games. They they lost they lost to the Eagles last week. Didn't look good at all for majority of that game. So go ahead with this matchup. Okay, well, uh, yeah, um, Stafford, he's a guy that we can look at as Eagles fans, and you know it gives us hope. He can give you hope for um, um, Carson Wentz's long term prospects because um, you know Stafford he started off his career he had a ton of injuries his first couple years in the league and then ever since he's played 136 straight games um, but that that streak is coming to an end today and that's it's unfortunate because I, I, I actually before that news was announced I thought that the Lions were going to win this and pretty much Finish off, finish off Chicago's season for the most part. Not that the not that the Bears are really going to make the playoffs anyway, but you know technically they still have a shot. Um, the Bears, you know, they've, they've their offense has been horrible this year. Trubisky has been has been one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he's averaging just 174 yards per game. Eight yards per attempt. He has an 80 quarterback rating, and he's thrown a total of five touchdowns all year. So he's he's been he's been awful. Um, but today, again with Stafford out, it gives all, it, it gives the the Bears a good chance to win, especially with this being a home game. And um, while I don't think Chicago is going to put up a lot of points, I think that defense is going to come through. And the defense is going to win them game this week. So I'm going with the Bears. The final score of I'm going to say um, I'm going to say 17 to 13. Yeah, this is an unfortunate. It's unfortunate for Matt Stafford. He's having a decent season. He's put up decent numbers. He's kind of a sleeper Pro Bowl pick. He's putting up Pro Bowl like numbers this year. And obviously Detroit still hanging in for a potential wild card potential wild card run they need to get going, but unfortunately, you know, th- this injury this injury that showed up here yet yesterday on 
you know, in 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 reports is really up, unfortunate. It's very, very, very unfortunate. And you know, this match, you know, this matchup kind of takes, you know, like like I said, it's been, you know, it, it's unfortunate, you know. But to be the Bears are a team that are just struggling. They're just getting by. Last week they got beat by the Eagles pretty badly, even though the score says it was a closer game, and it was at times going in. But for the for for the first half they had nothing. The Bears were just they they weren't the better team at all. And Trubisky is ter- terrible, you know. I, I I think they're now, you know, I'm sure Chicago Sports Radio, and I even think Bears front office starting to regret why do you even draft this guy. If this guy was never even going to be that good, I mean, you know, it's almost like they miss Jay Cutler. The more they think about it, but like I said, this matchup obviously changes drastically the the game plan. I don't trust the Lions' backup quarterback. I don't even know who he is. So, to me, Chicago should win this matchup. They should get their act together. Khalil Mack should have a big day. I say he'll have a couple sacks, maybe a fumble or something, you know. Yeah, and Chicago should easily, well, I should say easily win, but they should win pretty convincingly. And they should win and the final score 24 to 13. Well, why one quarterback is going is 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 being put on the shelf, another one another one's coming back. And that is Patrick Mahomes. The Kansas City Chiefs have obviously did a very good job in his absence. Matt Moore has done a very did a very solid job as a as a as a backup. His passer rating was actually better than ten starters, than ten actual starters, while he filled in for Mahomes. So obviously they are they're very they were very comfortable. Today they go to Tennessee. Play a tough defense, but really, if if Mahomes is 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 at hundred percent, which we we expect him to be close to, does Tennessee really have a legit chance? So go ahead. Well, um, yeah, obviously, like you said, they pulled off a big win last week without Mahomes. Now he's back. Um, at the same time, we'll see how if if he is healthy. All 100%. Um, before he injured that knee, he was kind of banged up and he really wasn't playing well. So maybe these last couple weeks out, it will actually do him some good. Um, another player that the Chiefs are supposed to be getting back today is Frank Clark for the defense, which is going to be huge because he's one of their top defend, defensive linemen. Um, the some a stat here that doesn't help Kansas City, but uh, is, is uh, Reed Andy Reed is one and seven against the Titans in his career, so he hasn't had much success against this specific team. But you know, this team, the Titans, they're not really playing very well this year. Um, they've been shut out in the first half four times, um, and they've lost all four of those games. Their so their offense hasn't been all that good, even though since they put Tannehill back there. It's been better, um, and the other big, the big problem for Tennessee, though, is that their is their offensive line. They've allowed an NFL worst thirty eight sacks. So between that offensive line and Frank Clark coming back, and the other players on that Kansas City defensive line, you can expect them to bring some heat and get some pressure on Tannehill. Um, so the logical conclusion is that Tennessee is going to have to run the ball and run the ball often. Um, they do have a quality running back in Derrick Henry, and the Chiefs rank 29th in the league in run defense. So they do have an opportunity to um, to pound the ball and control the clock and keep Mahomes in that offense off the field. From there, it's up to the defense to, to play well when they are on the field. But, um, yeah, I look at this. I do think that Tennessee is going to have some success running the ball, but... Overall, I think they're going to end up, when they do get into um, into Chiefs territory, I think they're going to settle for a bunch of field goals. And meanwhile, the Chiefs aren't going to have a monster game on offense, but they're going to have a good game. 
and it's going to be enough to get them a win here. And so Reed's going to move up to two and seven against the Titans. And, and I'm going to put this final score at. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say thirty-one nineteen. Well, like I said, Andy Reed obviously has had. Yeah, he has struggled against. The, the Tennessee Titans in his career, both as an Eagle coach and, unfortunately, here as a Chiefs coach. He only has one win, like you said, only one win it's in eight tries against this team. So, yeah, it's been, it's been weird. But a lot of those games, they could have won as well. So, it's not like Tennessee has been, you know, has been an alpha male against, against Andy Reid teams over the years. And I don't think they, and they're not really where they need to be at th- this year right now. Their defense is tough, but their offense has been pretty putrid. Tennessee's, you know, like I said, you're 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 right. They have been shut out half of, in half of their games in the first half. A lot of it's because of your cousin Mariota, who got benched a few weeks ago for Ryan Tannehill. And while Ryan Tannehill's has made a few improvements, he's not a vast improvement. This is still a this is a team that might have to look for a new quarterback come next year. And as this game, you know, with Mahomes coming back and what I've heard from in practice, he's doing very, very well. It's a scary thought to think that they could go off on this defense today. And I know Tennessee's a, a tough defense and, Vra- and Mike Vrabel's going to do a good job with that. I still think that, you know, Kansas City is explosive. They're one of the most explosive offenses in the in the NFL you know, obviously Tyreek Hill is healthy again. McCole Haw- Hoffman, the rookie, is really good. They're running the ball very well. I just think that it will be a close game early, but I just think that Kansas City is just too much firepower. This is too much firepower, and this defense is going to have their hands full. So I have the Chiefs winning big, and the final score, 36-16. to 36-16. All right, like I said, Cleveland Brown fans, like I said, it's it's miserable. It's a miserable time. You were supposed to beat the Broncos. I had you as an unanimous pick for some bizarre reason, but you got beat by a rookie. Well, not really a rookie quarterback, but a guy who's you know who nobody knows about, nobody knows his game, and beat got you beat y'all. Everybody has them as favorites today against one of the better defenses in the NFL, the number three overall defense in the NFL in the Buffalo Bills. Go ahead with this matchup. I don't know why they have the Brent Brown's favorite. Go ahead. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it it, it doesn't really make much sense all the love that the Browns are getting from these supposed experts this week. Um, they've been a horrible team. Um, they get Kareem Hunt back today, but that really wasn't an issue for them. Their running game has actually been really good as um, as uh, Nick Chubb has over 800 yards rushing in, um, in eight games. But you know they get him back, but the real problem with the, with the Browns is their defense is bad, and they're all, and off of their offensive line is bad, and even more than anything, Baker Mayfield has really taken a major step back this year. He's been he's been bad. Um, he has just seven touchdown passes and twelve interceptions. Um, and even and what's just what's what's also really been really bad for the Browns is they have the twenty fifth ranked red zone offense. Um, so even when they get into the red zone, they're not scoring points, and they're also settling for field goals when they do school when they do get in there and not turn the ball over. Um, meanwhile, the Bills, they, they, they've had an easy schedule this year, obviously. Um, the teams that they've played, that they've beaten, have, have a combined record of 9-44. So, you know, they've beaten a lot of bad teams, but at the same time, this is a, a tough team. Um, they got, a, like you said, the number three defense in the league. Um, Josh Allen has been he hasn't been a superstar, but he's been decent, and he comes up big in the fourth quarter normally. Um, and the Bills' offense has been steady overall. They do have they have to actually have the number one ranked red zone offense in the league. So 
you know, when they do get in the red zone, they, they, they put it in the end zone a lot. Devin Singletary, he, he had a big game last week. He, he ran for 95, rushed for 45. He's looking like he was a real steal there in the third round. Um, so, you know, the Bills have some players to work with here. So, I don't, again, I, just like you, I don't get all the love that they're getting. But, that the Browns are getting, I mean. But, um, nonetheless, the Bills here, they're going to they're gonna win this game. Um, as of right, or at right now, they, they're 6-2, and two, which is actually the their best eight-game start to the season since 1993. And they're going to keep the good times rolling today. So they're going to move up to seven and two today with the win over the Browns. And um, and really, I don't think it's going to be a close game either. So I got Buffalo winning this with a final score of I'm going to say twenty-seven to ten. Yeah, like I said I don't know what where the love is for for this Cleveland Browns team this week. They had to see, we had that same love last week against the Broncos, and they didn't show up at all. You know, when they showed up, it was too late. Baker Mayfield probably is the most overrated quarterback in the league. Like I said, he, he's acquired for 15 turnovers and only seven touchdown passes. And like I said, they run the ball well. The Browns are the 12th best running team in the league. But like I said, they don't have a left tackle, which is very important. They didn't trade for one in the, you know, it's hard to trade for one in the at the at the deadline. But I mean, they're they're a team that's just a mess right now. They have a head coach that shouldn't be a head coach, and he probably won't be a head coach for much longer. They're just they're just an absolute they're just an absolute firestorm, and they're not going to go anywhere today against one of the better defenses in the NFL. Maybe the best defense they have played this season, even though. New England's defenses obviously gave them a lot of hell. Gave them a lot of hell in this in this matchup. In their matchup a few weeks ago, this is another tough defense that they that they're gonna have to deal with. And and like I said, the Buffalo Bills they're not explosive team. They're not a team that's a sexy team, but they they're getting it done. You know, Josh Allen is is the best fourth quarter quarterback in the league. As the Eagles, they didn't really they they kind of shut them down, but. Most in most games, the fourth quarter has been basically controlled by the Bills and uh, against their opponents this year. And like I said, it's going to be really it's going to be really interesting. Like I said, Kareem Hunt makes his Browns debut coming off of his suspension. Hopefully, he'll he'll compensate for Nick Chubb. You know, and they, and 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 I think in this game, they will be both teams will run the ball very well. Like I said, Bills are a running offense anyway. They don't throw the ball very much. So, I I think this is going to be a, a, a battle. It's going to be a good game. But, you know, Browns do play better at home anyway than they do on the road anyway. So, like I said, it, it, you know, turnovers are still a problem. And if the turnovers continue for the Browns, they're not going to win this game. Since they are the most... One of the most turnover-prone teams in the league, anyway. So yeah, I agree. The Bill, the Bills will win this game. It'll be a closer game. It won't be a blowout. But Bills win, and the final score, twenty-five to twenty-two. All right, we're going to go to the later afternoon games here. Obviously, there are two for Fox, and we'll start off in Pittsburgh. Coming off a big win against Indianapolis, they might have played themselves back into the wild card race with their performance on uh, with their performance on um, on Sunday against the Colts. But they have a tough matchup again. Another p- p- playoff potential playoff team coming to to the Steel to the Steel City. The Rams coming off of a bye, and obviously trying to get back into the playoff mix into at least a wild card shot. Go ahead with this matchup. Yeah, so, um, you know, you said the, the Steelers have come on strong as of late and kind of got themselves into into the wild card race. At four, they're at 4-4 four four right now. Um, but they've won st- three straight games. So they, they've been coming on strong. Um, they've been winning this 
winning these games with a strong defense and a good offensive line and just asking Mason Crosby to be a game manager for the most part. Um, that offensive line it's only allowed eight sacks this year, which is a league low. And that they're going to be going up against a pretty tough Rams defensive front there, including Aaron Donald, the best D lineman in the NFL. So they're going to have their hands full. Um, and the defense is going to have their hands full as well. Even though the Rams are missing Brandon Cooks, they, um, they can they can put up points on you and um, look for a. Uh, uh, Cooper Cup, he have a big game today. They're going to target him a lot, especially with Cooks out. And, um, yeah, look for him to be involved in his game plan heavily. I do think that um, the Steelers will hang in there for the first half or so, but the Rams are going to pull away in the second half. They, uh, they're just a better team. Their defense is going to get after Mason, uh, Mason Rudolph. And um, and Rudolph just doesn't have. He's, he's a decent, like I said, he's a decent game manager overall. Nice backup quarterback, but he doesn't have what it takes to really hang with a team like the Rams when it, when it becomes shootout mode. Which is, I think the Rams are going to put up points today, so I think it would have to be a shootout for them, for the Steelers, to be able to win this. So yeah, I, the Rams pull away in the second half. And leave the Steelers in the dust. So, four, I'm going to say, say 34 20. Well, what was that? You were breaking up a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to say 34 to 20. Rams. All right. Yeah, you were breaking up a little bit. I couldn't hear that last thing. But anyway, to this matchup, like I said, you know, these are two teams that are trying to get. That right now, if the if the season ended now, are on the out or just on the outside looking in, both are seventh in their respective conferences, which is good, but also bad because they would be out of the postseason. Pittsburgh obviously has played very well over the last couple of over the last month. Mason Rudolph has obviously done a decent job, and obviously this defense, Mika Fitzpatrick, might be the trade of the year for defensive player. Because he's been he's been absolutely a force since he joined the team. Yeah, pick six last week. He's had a couple of of missed twirls and I mean throws and stuff. You know, block passes. He's really played like a an elite corner, and he was a top corner coming out the the draft anyway. Boy, the Eagles would love to have a guy like him. But like I said, they're playing the Rams today. That are rolling two. They've won. Their last three games, their last two games actually, and you know they're coming off of a bye. You know it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting matchup. Like I said, no Brandon Cooks today, but Cooper Cup's been their better receiver anyway. He leads he leads all the players in receiving yards and in catches, so he's by far the better receiver. They you know Ty Gurley he when he's if he if he's motivated and looks good. He's going to have a big game today. I think he's going to rush for nearly 100 yards, I think. He's going to catch for 50. I just think that, you know, even though the Steelers are a decent team, they're not a really good team. They realize that, you know, they need Ben Roethlisberger because Mason Rudolph is not a guy that can make plays long term. So I think, you know, this game may be close early, but like you said, the end of the game, at the end of the day, this is a better, you know, Rams are a better team overall. I have the Rams winning and the final score 33-22. to Alright, the other Fox late game, big matchup in Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold up there too. Temperatures only in the low 30s. It's going to potentially snow, potentially. It's typical, it's typical late season weather up there. Carolina coming off a big victory. Christian McCaffrey having one of his better games, trying to stay in the MVP race, rushing title. Hunt playing Aaron Rodgers, looking for a bounce-back victory. So, obviously, this is an intriguing matchup, too. So, go ahead with this one. All right, well, these two teams, 
might be the, ma- the the master plan today. The weather's not going to be very pretty up there. It's going to be very cold. It's going to be windy. It's going to be snowing a little bit, a little bit of snow. Obviously, it's, all, all the ingredients mean Green Bay has the advantage because this is the, their kind of weather this time of the year. And we're not even in we're not even into December and it's already doing that. So, like I said, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Like I said, you 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 did a lot of the pinpointing of what what to look out for today. Obviously, the quarterback matchup is not a sexy matchup. You got a future Hall of Famer and an outside chance of MVP in Aaron Rodgers versus what seems like a relative journeyman in Kyle Allen. And Kyle Allen, this is his job. He was informed this week that this will be his job for the rest of the year. No Cam Newton coming back at all. Obviously, Kyle Allen knows that he's. This is, this has become an audition for him to become the franchise guy, and even though Christian McCaffrey is going to have a big game running the ball, it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. And Kyle Allen is, has been a decent quarterback this year, but you know you want to be a hero. Can you outperform Aaron Rodgers? Can you do that? And I say no. He's just not on that level. Aaron Rodgers being at home. Playing in these conditions, it works works well for him. So I have Green Bay winning as well. And the final score, 37-24. to 24. All right, now we go to the primetime matchups, our last two games. Obviously, we'll start with the Monday night matchup. This matchup obviously has a lot on the line for both teams. 
Seattle, like I said, you know, they, you know, I think they go into their bye week next week before they come play us on a Sunday night in two weeks. Obviously, they need to stay in this NFC West race. And San Francisco, the only team left without a loss. Big matchup for them. Their schedule starts to get a little tougher now. We'll see how good they really are now. So, big NFC West matchup here tomorrow night. Go ahead. Yeah, well, this is um, a big game in general, but it's also a big game for the Eagles because, you know, like you said, Seattle is going to be coming to town in two weeks, and if they lose this, the Eagles could potentially be playing for, you know, passing them or matching them record-wise in that game if they could beat the Patriots next week. Um, and uh, so, yeah, when we're talking about playoff positions, if the Niners can pull this off, the Eagles are back in that wild-card race as well. Um, this is a, a, this game used to be a big rivalry um, a few years back when both teams were good. So, um, you used to have the whole... Uh, Richard Sherman versus Michael Crabtree trash talking going on. Um, both teams were both teams were pretty much elite teams in the league. But since Jim Harbaugh left, or yeah, what I just say, Jim Harbaugh left, um, the Niners have fallen off the they've fallen off big time. This is a the first time. This is the first time that these two teams have played. And both teams have had a winning record since Thanksgiving of 2014. Um, and it's really not the Seahawks' fault. It's because the Niners have been so bad in recent years. But but they're back now. Um, so, yeah, the big thing for the Niners, though, is right now, um, my George Kittle, he is listed as doubtful. He's probably not going to play, and that's going to hurt He's a he's a he's a force in that in that passing game, and and that's going to hurt them. the The good news for them is that Joe Staley's coming back after he's been out for just about the whole season. So that's going to help that offensive line big time. It's just a, a big addition there. Um, and Seattle's defense has been bad this year. They used to be great, but they've they've gone downhill. Um, Seattle's allowing. 278 passing yards per game, which is 28th in the NFL. But even though their pass game has been bad, it, they, they've, they've had four games where they've allowed a quarterback to throw for 300 yards or more, and they've actually won all four of those games this year. So when, even though even when Seattle's defense gets torched, they, they keep winning. Um, and their big, but their big question mark is their kicker, um, Jason Myers. He's he's only three for eight on in field goals of forty yards or longer, so he's been missing a lot of makeable field goals. And in this game, they can't afford that. If he if he, he a miss of forty yards, that could cost them that game because this is going to be a tight one. And um, yeah, I look at it at this. Like I said, George Kittle is out. Joe Staley's back. I think San Francisco is going to have a, a good game offensively, and their defense is top-notch. And while Russell Wilson, he'll, he'll have a good game too. He's a league, he's the favorite to win the MVP right now. But I think that that defense comes up big, and they, um, they hold Seattle to field goals as opposed to touchdowns. So I think the Niners are going to end up winning this one. Like I said, it's going to be a tough Tough matchup. It's going to be real close, but I think the Niners pull it out in the end. So San Francisco stays undefeated. Final score: twenty-four twenty-three. Like I said, this in the middle of the decade was one of the best rivalries in the league. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick versus Russell Wilson. You know, Pete. I mean, Pete Carroll versus Jim Harbaugh as the coaches. Richard Sherman, of course, Richard Sherman knows a lot about this robbery, playing for Seattle then, now as a 49er. And obviously, like I said, it's it's a great, it's still a great robbery, and, it, and, and hopefully the robbery can come back in a way. 
but it's different now. Even though both teams are very good right now, it's different now because the 49ers, like I said, they're not the same team they were then. And obviously they've been through a lot of crappy years, a lot of bad years since 2013. And like I said, you know, it's a different philosophy. Jimmy Garoppolo, this is I think this is his first matchup against Seattle. And obviously this is going to be an interesting, it's going to be interesting. I mean, these are two teams that obviously are thinking the big picture, especially the 49ers. I mean, I know nobody's going to have a perfect season. They're not going to they're not going to end up 16 and 0. There there's a loss coming down the road here. But but I don't know if it's going to happen on this night. I think that, you know, Seattle, Russell Wilson has been carrying this team all year and like I said, their pass defense used to be one of the elite, historically, almost historically, a few years ago, is nothing like that anymore. There is no more Legion of Boom. And that's, you know, like you said, in the games that they've given up at least an average of over 350 yards, they've won every one of them. Well, if Jimmy Garoppolo goes off like he did against Arizona a few weeks last week, week and a half ago, Thursday night, it's not going to go well for Seattle. I just think that, you know, with Seattle, you know, they're they're an interest they're interesting. But like I said, I've been telling you this all year and I will keep telling you this. It's all about Russell Wilson. He's carrying this team. If he's not out there, Seattle is nowhere close to what their record is. So, I do agree with you. I think San Francisco this is they're at home. This is a big matchup. And I just don't think Seattle is going to have a chance in in theory. I have the 49ers winning and the final score, 3-20. to 20. <laughs> All right. The last matchup has implications for the postseason. And for the Eagles, whoever loses, they gain. They'll gain something. If Dallas loses... They're tied in the NFC East, even though Dallas will have the advantage because they played them and beat them. If Minnesota loses, the Eagles gain a half game in the wild card race. And like I said, they'll have the same number of losses, which help, which will help. And on top of it, Minnesota may be out of the playoffs with that with, with if they lose. So a big, big matchup here. Against for two teams that are at crossroads of how good they really, really are. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, like you said, pretty much no matter who loses this game, it's going to help the Eagles. Obviously, it would help the Eagles more for Dallas to lose because obviously winning the division is more ideal than getting a wild card spot. But yeah, this is a game where both offenses are based around that running game. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, he's he's not quite playing up to the level that you would you, we've come to expect out of him, but he's still having a good year. Um, he's got 741 yards rushing so far this year, which puts him at um, fifth in the NFL. Meanwhile, Dalvin Cook, he has 894 yards rushing, so he's been um, he's really now that he's healthy, he's taking his game to the next level. The big question for the Cowboys is whether or not Amari Cooper is going to play. He's listed as questionable, um, and no one really knows if he's going to play or not. If he doesn't, that's going to hurt Dallas big time because Minnesota has a top ten defense. And but the but the biggest thing here is uh, is Kirk Cousins. We all know his struggles against good teams in big spots. Um, Against Dallas in general, he's one and six in his career, and in in, in the last ten road games against uh, against teams with a winning record, Minnesota is zero nine and one. Ugh. So, <laughs> yeah, so they've been they've they've been bad, and uh, they 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 need to uh, correct that right now. And obviously, Cousins has to step it up, but. It, it is going to help them that they actually have a top-notch running game right now. They're not going to have to ask so much out, out of Cousins. And uh, and the less you have to put on his shoulders, the better in a game like this. The, so, um, 
Yeah. Cousins also, he hasn't had a turnover in three weeks, so he's going to have to protect that ball. I, I, Adam Thielen's going to be out this week, too, but Stephon Diggs is playing, so look for them to target him heavily. And, yeah, in the end, I'm gonna, I look at this game. It's going to come down to Cousins versus the Dallas defense and Dak versus the Minnesota defense. Minnesota's defense is better. Zach, or, yeah, Dak is more clutch by far than Cousins. But, I don't know, something tells me, I look at this game, and something tells me that I think Cousins is going to actually show up today, tonight. Um, I don't know why, because he never does in big spots, but I think, uh, I think with Dalvin Cook having a big game tonight, Again, they're not going to have to ask him to do so much, and it's going to help them out big time. So, yeah, I think I think uh, Cousins shows up, and I think that Minnesota defense plays tough, especially after a big loss last week. They're going to come out fired up, and I think they're going to come up big. So I'm, I'm taking Minnesota in this game, and I'm going to put the final score at, I'm going to say, um, 27-24. All right. I can't stand either of these two teams. I really can't. And this, it's bad enough the Eagles lost to them to these two teams by a combined score of 22 points this year. By, by an average of 22 points. <clears throat> Just makes me sick. But obviously this is a matchup where both teams need the win badly. Minnesota, obviously... They are what they are. They can't beat a team that's on their level or better. Kirk Cousins is not a is not a prime time player. You know, Dallas is a team that ha- that outside of my outside of their win Miami, all their victories are against the division only. They haven't beaten anybody else outside of the division, with the exception of the of the Dolphins, and that's no and anybody can beat the Dolphins. But to this matchup, I mean. Really, you know, running the ball is going to be number one. Both have elite runners. Zeke Elliott has run the ball very well, but maybe not having the the dominant season to what we're normally seeing out of him. Dalvin Cook is having a Pro Bowl season. He's he's second in the league in rushing or third. He, you know, and obviously it's you know they're going to run the ball at will. Both both teams. But I expect the passing game to get involved. I think it's going to be one of those matchups where, like I said, it's going to it's going to come down to the last to the last few moments. But I think this game is going to go into overtime. I think these two teams are very equal. You know what? I I, I can't pick a winner out of this matchup. I really can't. I think this is going to be really tight between both of these teams. Guess what? We're going to have a tie. 27. Both teams. That should that should give the NFC standings a little bit of a boost. Huh. Yes, I'm picking, I'm picking both teams to tie at 27. I, I can't pick a winner out of these two. I really can't. I just looked at the numbers. I just it's gonna be too it's gonna be too tight. Too tight of a matchup. 